Sheila Zolinski show. It is officially 2021. This is going to be a Moab kind of WMD program, a weapon of mass destruction. Yikes to the kingdom of darkness, because this show is going to drop some bombshells of truth and you're going to be very shocked. It actually, it sprung out of a conversation I had earlier this morning with my very good friend and colleague, Dr. Daniel Morano from God is not religious ministries. And I want to jump right into this program because we were talking about, and by the way, I'm really excited. We start in exactly a week from today. We start our Book of Revelation Bible study. We're doing it webinar style. It's going to be interactive. People are going to get to weigh in. I think we're taking a maximum. I think we said 30 people. I'll have to ask Danny if he's accepting any more people because I think we're maxed. But I'm really excited about today's show. But you know what else, Danny? I'm really actually very deeply troubled, I guess is the word. And, you know, Jesus said something interesting, let not your heart be troubled. And I've really been trying to meditate on that scripture because I am so deeply disturbed by the ubiquitous acquiescence to this evil agenda that kind of likens me to Brave New World meets 1984 on steroids. We are marching towards something on the horizon that is so horrifying. You know, we've got videos circulating of people dropping dead of a vaccine, COVID passports on the horizon. Yay, Sheila gets to fly nowhere. I'm not doing an eight-hour flight in a mask and getting my temperature taken every five minutes. You know, it's it's just, it's almost so hard some days to not be spiraling in a depression. I couldn't even muster a show the last, what, 10 days because I was so profoundly stunned. It's just been painful to watch these mindless, zombified Christians and these pastors heralding this, lining up to get their Billy Gates death job. How can any of us really pretend to celebrate this phony, yay, happy new year? Hello to Ryan in Oahu. He says, he came up with a great one. Merry Crisis and Happy New Fair. I thought that was really good, but I guess it's like, what is it going to take to have Christians start fighting back? And by that, of course, I mean, my pushback is not fighting with, you know, MRAPs, tanks, 50 cals, and ammo. It's really about our spiritual weaponry. But I mean, I just, I feel like there's no ears to hear out there. I feel like I'm just preaching to the wall. I've been talking about stuff for 10 years. It's just now being talked about. And I just feel like banging your head against the wall. And But I've really been troubled in my spirit watching all this unfold. And I don't think I'm just alone in this. I think I'm really speaking for a lot of people that are listening. I'm troubled, Danny. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, Sheila. I go back to the Lord is kind of always, not always, but quite a bit, especially in the recent years, laid it on my heart to concentrate on laying the axe to the root of the trees. 
and not chopping off branches and leaves. In other words, dealing with symptoms instead of the root problem. And I think the root problem is the condition of the spirituality of these people to begin with that you're talking about. And also that this is not a new situation. This is not a new development, the temperature of people's spirituality, okay? And two things I want to deal with. First of all, the type of Christian teaching and Christian culture that has been cultivated, particularly in the West, okay, the United States, Canada, other nations that would be considered Western nations, is totally devoid of the struggle that you're talking about. All the teaching is based on keeping a positive attitude, always staying positive, not seeing the negative. It's like anything negative is evil. That's the evil, which is really Gnosticism. And I won't get into elaborating on that right now. That's too deep. But the bottom line is this is not what we see even in the Bible. We see the conflicts that the believers went through. They were not speaking a positive confession and we're, we're declaring favor and we're declaring God's blessing and we're calling those things that are not as though they were and nothing shall touch us and everything is going to be great and God's going to bless us and we just have to keep this positive confession, the law of attraction, drawing those things to myself that I desire and everything is positive, positive, positive. Everything's about happiness. Happiness is the gospel today. It's the gospel of happiness. So the very fact that when you bring in even the idea of struggling with something, of being conflicted about something, even having a crisis in your faith, that is shut down by the majority. That is shut down by the majority of the brainwashed. They don't want to look at that. They don't want to believe. They've been taught for 40 years in these country clubs called churches, okay, in popular Christianity. They've been taught that everything has to stay always on a positive, victorious note. We are overcomers. We're not going to be affected by any of the negativity around us. And we have to keep positive thinking. But the thing is, this is not the gospel. This is not what the Bible talks about. Jesus never preached this way. Jesus never talked about maintaining a positive mental attitude. He never talked about positive confession. He never talked about any of these concepts that today's Christianity is completely saturated with. So you come now, even as someone who's ministering the gospel to others on a regular basis for a long period of time, you land upon a conflict. You land upon a reality. That's the word I want to stress. It's not a delusion in your mind. It's not a negative, horrific fantasy that you're dreaming up in your own emotions. It is a true negative reality of a demonic onslaught of an evil agenda that is going forth from the wicked. As I've said, I think I said it on our last program, there's a war going on, but it's not Israel against Syria. It's not the United States against China or Russia. It's not nations fighting each other. The war is on the people. It's the wicked lords 
under the dominion of evil spirits. Yes, I'm going to be spiritual about it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We all know this scripture, all right? We quote it all the time, but do we really believe it? They're under the influence and the agenda of fallen angels and demonic spirits and hybrid beings that are actually among us pretending to be human beings, okay, but they're not, that are really running this satanic world system. And there is an all-out war on people in general, and especially as the book of Revelation brings out so clearly, and many of us believe we're already living inside the book of Revelation, brings out so clearly, especially a war by the beast and the false prophet and the dragon, okay, the evil empire of Satan on the earth against those who belong to Christ. This is a reality. This is not a state of mind that I choose to be in or not be in, okay? And the problem is today's church, okay, sees negativity in that sense, to think about negative scenarios, to think about negative realities, as to be in an ungodly state of mind. To be in a godly state of mind is to be in this positive delusion where everything is great, everything's wonderful, everything's going to get better. Well, I don't see this in history, and I don't see this in the Bible, that things always are going to get better. This is what we want to believe. So that's the first thing that's going on is that in this fantasy escapist teaching, and I've been preaching about this for years, I've written books about it, that Christianity today is not equipping the believer, the true disciple of Jesus, with the weaponry to confront reality. Instead, it has become a mechanism of escape from reality. Jesus, if you look at his words in the scripture, and if you look at the scripture, period, especially the New Testament, it is equipping us to confront the evil reality of this demon and fallen angel-possessed world. Jesus said, through much tribulation, you must enter the kingdom of God. He even said, your family and your friends will become your enemies because of me. Okay, so many things he said, and the other writers of the New Testament said, telling us that we are on a battlefield. There is a spiritual war going on, okay? This is the reality. But if you look at the teaching of what's called Christianity for the last 40 to 50 years. At one point, it was a smaller segment of the church, but it has grown and grown and grown to the point where it's now the mainstream and has been for at least the last 20 to 30 years. And that is this positive confession, positive attitude, only victorious, only sunny scenario approach to the Christian faith. Every day is a Sunday fun day, Mr. Morano. I mean, is this not stomach-turning? Yes, but what we have to see is that this is really no different from the propaganda that's going on in the secular world. And we seem to think that the people that inhabit these fun fests that we call the churches, okay, these circuses of entertainment, we seem to think that the people that are going into those buildings are different people that are listening 
to the world all day long and also reacting and acting upon the buzzwords that they receive from the world. It's the same thing. When you cite that prophecy, there are buzzwords, there are triggers. It's the same type of brainwashing that goes on. If I hear stay safe one more time, if I hear stay at home one more time, oh, stay safe now, be healthy, stay at home. We need to show our consideration to others by wearing this mask. We need to keep our social distance. We're all in this together, apart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, but what I'm saying is, you're right. This is the thing. That conditioning, that brainwashing, that predictive programming is no different in the false system of Christianity and the church than it is in the media. Let's drop in a word that it really is, too. It's it's witchcraft mantras. It's witchcraft yes. mind control over the people. This is a spell over the people. This is a yes. demonic spell that yes. is manifesting itself in a form of cognitive dissonance and predictive programming and the problem, the reaction, the solution. And yet it's all this jarbled witchcraft, sorcery-induced, yes. dystopic trance over the people. It's like a veil, Danny. Well, it's the same thing as in the world. Those who create the problem come with the solution to the problem, right? The CDC and these other engineers, I mean, who are these guys? What are their qualifications? The Bill Gateses and the Fauci's? Melinda Gates was a marketing director for Microsoft, so doesn't that qualify her as a scientist? Yeah, of course. Well, it qualifies her as a propagandist. And this is the thing that, you know, in the same way that they condition the people in the world all come out with the same script don't you see this you go from one news channel to another news channel to another news channel they'll be saying the same five words they all get fed that by these social engineers that's a nice way of saying these demon possessed satan worshiping rulers of the darkness of this world under satan they receive the same script and they're all parroting the same script. Well, the problem is that people who claim to be Christians go to these churches, listen to these supposed Christian ministries. They're responding to the same type of predictive programming. And it's the same script running. These false teachers, these heretics, and as far as I'm concerned, they're demon-possessed because they're operating in the spiritual realm. There is some spirit or spirits working through them. I am absolutely convinced of what you said, that there are demonic spirits that are masquerading as the Holy Spirit, both in their teaching and even in the many of the manifestations that are pretending to be of the Holy Spirit in these meetings bringing these people that are following under that spell. It is a witchcraft spell. And it's no different than what's going on in the world. And that same script, and you have the same principle, that the people who have actually created this problem, okay, created the problem of a lukewarm church through their teaching, through their demonic teaching that is not from the scripture, that is not from the Holy Spirit, the same people that have been used by Satan, Okay, uh, where, where Paul says, don't be surprised, Satan comes as an angel of light. And if Satan comes as an angel of light, why would his ministers not pose, masquerade 
as ministers of righteousness. In other words, Christian teachers. Well, they have created this fantasy world with their demonic teaching of prosperity, best life now, God is only here to bless you. You have to keep a positive confession. How many decades go by and you don't see the realization of any of the things you've prayed for, any of the things you've claimed, any of the things you followed? You don't dare question or monitor the results because that's a lack of faith. And now you're out of faith and now you're in sin and God's not going to bless you. This is all conditioning, okay? No different than what the demons are doing on the secular stage. It's the same thing. And so these guys created this problem and they come as the solution to the problem. Okay, so Copeland and people like him that have spouted off all this demonic teaching for decades, which have made people lukewarm, which have made people Gnostics, and, and really witches, whether they understand that or not, they're operating in witchcraft. This is not Christianity. This is not what the Bible teaches. All this law of attraction, this stuff comes out of Helena Blavatsky. This stuff comes out of Aleister Crowley. This stuff comes out of metaphysics. Kenneth Hagin, he's been exposed as a metaphysicist. He was a plagiarist. He plagiarized D.W. Kenyon, who was practically an occultist. He was influenced by the metaphysical schools that were spawned by Helena Blavatsky and these other occultists. And Hagen lifted this stuff and plagiarized, I mean, to a demonic degree of attributing things that he plagiarized from visitations that he had with Jesus personally, and Jesus spoke these things to him. I mean, this is demonic. So this Copeland is hearkening back to this source as a legitimate Christian source. But the problem is, most people, definitely in what we call the charismatic church, that's kind of losing its um, you know, notoriety anymore, charismatic church. Young people might not even know what that means anymore. But these, these contemporary churches that are on this positive vibe gospel, it's all about me and it's all about what God wants to do for me, bless me, make me successful. This is coming from the occult. This is not coming from the Christian Bible. And I read about the Apostle Paul, for instance, whom we all regard as the most powerful and influential apostle of all. What does his resume look like? It's not Aleister Crowley's do as I wilt, I'll tell you that, because no. we don't want to talk about suffering, sacrificing, taking up your cross. I'm not hearing that in any pulpit. Oh, right, they're closed down. Whoops, go ahead, Denny. Okay, so Sheila, for me, this is just the Wizard of Oz. You know, the wizard has been behind the curtain. That little demon has been behind the curtain with the curtain drawn, casting this big image of, you know, this wonderful world of wonders up on the big screen. Well, Toto has run over to the booth and pulled back the curtain, and we see things for what they are. Well, they didn't just become what they are. This is what I keep telling people. These things did not just occur because now the curtain has been pulled back and we can see things for what they really are. No, they were there the whole time in that form. It's just that there was a veil there was something blocking us from seeing what was really there, and a false image was projected up on the screen, and we've been believing that narrative, okay? But now, for, the, for people that 
have their eyes open. They see it now. They, they knew it in their spirit. We've preached about it for years, and people have listened to us preach about it, and people have even agreed with what we're preaching. That's why they listen to it. But now it's on another level. Now we actually see it acted out before our eyes. It's not just in theory. It's now openly out in practice. The whack jobs are walking through the supermarket with oxygen tents over their faces, masks over their faces. They're afraid to stand more than six feet next to each other. They look at the floor instead of greeting somebody. They're afraid. They're paranoid. They don't have any faith. They're lining up around the block to take this demonic DNA wrecking toxin into their bodies. So the question is this, did this just happen? Did Satan just cast this spell on everybody? And before everybody was walking in the strong biblical faith? No, not at all. You're just seeing what was there the whole time, but now it's manifesting. These sissy coward pastors and their fake churches, they were sissy coward pastors before, and their churches were fake before, and the gospel they were preaching was demonic before, but you didn't notice because there was no line drawn in the sand. But now there's been a line drawn in the sand, and now you can see it. This is what happened when Jesus came. Remember when Jesus said it's a, it's a very strange thing, and Christians would probably fall back if they actually read this. But Jesus said, do not think that I have come to send peace, but a sword to divide a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, so on and so forth. But what is the gospel today? It's all about peace and prosperity and well-being and stellar health and success and favor in this world. I mean, I listen to these phonies. I listen to this Osteen here and there. I, pay, I, I can't avoid the jerk. He's, he's on ch all over the place, okay? And many like him. And what are they preaching? They're talking about, so you will get that promotion and God will cause everyone to come around you and they will see how great you are. And you speak that, I am this and I am that. And those things will come to you and the people out in the world will love you and they will accept you and support you. This is a lie out of the pit of hell. Okay, but it's not even just the world's going to accept you. It's subtleties, Danny. It's even, okay, I'm going to read you something. And you would think that this is right out of a Helena Blavatsky's Divine, you know, or, or maybe Alice Bailey's 24 Books of the Occult. That's where you'd think it was from. I want to give the people this vision because you and I talked about this earlier today. Imagine Danny and I are sitting in a restaurant and I have a glass in front of me and I say, Danny, look at this little jar. It's actually what it is. It's called food poison. I just made up a new thing. It's food coloring with poison. I put a drop of this colored picture when you're a kid and your mom makes gets you to make icing and you put a drop in the white batter and all of a sudden you got pink icing for Valentine's Day cookies. What happens? It turns pink. You don't even have to mix this stuff in anymore, Danny. It's just tiny bit of a drop has permeated every single thing to the point of the number one Christian devotional now. Alistair Crowley Mazzuola wrote it. It's called and I did an expose on this book, and if you have it, throw it in the trash. 
Jesus calling. I'm going to tell you something. That ain't Jesus calling in that. But so now that we know this stuff, I mean, we know that COVID camps are coming. They're on the horizon. So that's a good time for 2021. We're all going back to normal. Oh, Danny, I can't wait to go back to normal. I can't wait to jump on a plane and hand in my old COVID. Have you been vaccinated? Passport? Because that's here now. Let's just line up. And I was got thinking last night, Luciferous. It kept, I did this show called Demon Tech and it kept bugging me. Why is this name bothering me? Lucifer race. And I thought, yeah, that's exactly what they want. A race of Lucifer breeds. Well, this is what they wanted from the beginning of time. And we've done many teachings on this. That from the very beginning, before the flood, that this was the the, um, goal of fallen angels was to penetrate the human race, was to inject their DNA into the human race and to form a rival race to the race created in the image of God. This has been running all throughout history. From the very beginning where the Nephilim, most of you would only know Genesis 6-4, but I would also encourage you to read the book of Enoch, to read the book of Jubilees. It gives us the whole story of how from the very beginning of time, this was Satan's plan, was to outrun the progeneration of the race created in the image of God. He wanted to inject his DNA into the human race. And this is what happened through the watchers in the book of Enoch, Genesis 6-4. Okay, this is what happened with them at the beginning of time. God put a halt to it because these Nephilim, these hybrids that were created from this unholy mixture were totally destroying the earth and the inhabitants of the earth. They were, listen to me, depopulating the earth of those who were created in the image of God. They practice cannibalism. They practice human sacrifice. They practice infanticide. They practiced war. They practiced witchcraft. They taught man all these things. And so God had to wipe out basically his whole creation, except for Noah and his family, and start all over. And I mean, look at the gods of the ancient world. They're Nephilim, the gods of the pantheon, Zeus, Osiris, Apollo, which we read about in Revelation, Apollyon or Abaddon, the one who has the key to the bottomless pit. Okay, these were all the gods of the Greeks, the Romans, and many other cultures who went before them, and they haven't stopped being the gods that have come after them. Okay, most Christians have again gone through this Christmas season. We just finished this, where Odin, that's who Santa Claus is, Odin, the god of the forest, the god of the woodlands, okay, this is a demon spirit, and Krampus, the one who punishes the children who are bad, and all these, all throughout, these are all demon personalities, Nephilim, which means a hybrid, a mixture of human flesh with fallen angel DNA or demon DNA, and also, as this vaccine has in it, also elements of animal in it, aborted fetus, and DNA-altering properties, they also mixed with the animal kingdom, what we refer to as Shimara, okay? This was going on all throughout history. That's why you see these Greek gods. They're half horse, half goat, half man. If you go to the East, like I go to India, you'll see that these images are still up there and they're still being worshipped by the people. 
these images of these Nephilim, okay, these half animal, half human, half fallen angel or demon looking thing and half animal with some human qualities, transgender gods like the Baphomet, okay, that has breasts, it has male and female genitals. And I mean, people, none of this stuff is new. This is run throughout all of history. And now it's coming to a climax. I am com convinced of it. And the book of Revelation tells us that, that it's coming to a climax at the end of time. And this is what we're seeing. But this is the thing, Sheila. Why don't people see this? Well, there's some very obvious reasons. For instance, how many churches have taught on the apocalyptic books, the prophetic books, the book of Revelation? How many churches today, these modern, hip, jean-wearing, t-shirt-wearing, cool guy, fake pastors, that are, are they preaching the book of Revelation? Would they ever touch the book of Enoch? Yet this is where we're living. We're living in the manifestation of these apocalyptic scriptures. But do you think people learn? No, when they go to church, they're not even preaching the Bible. They're preaching the pastor's vision. They're preaching positive attitude. They're preaching success. They're preaching prosperity. Most of them aren't preaching anything. They spend so much time singing these hypnotic deadbeat songs for an hour and a half, and then some wannabe rock star gets up on the stage and makes people laugh for half of his, his presentation and just talks about relationships and, you know, all these earthly things. The supernatural is not even touched, and yet we are in an onslaught I believe that many of these spirits, as the book of Revelation speaks, again, the book of Enoch speaks, that have been imprisoned for millennia, have been released into the earth. That's why we're seeing this evil spiritual environment that we've never seen before. I believe these spirits have been released into the earth again for the final battle. They know Christ is returning soon, and they are doing their best to try to win this war. And yet, most people who would say that they're Christians, most pastors and teachers who would claim to be Christian pastors and teachers are not teaching any of these things. They're still talking about the United States of America, you know, that, that you can have this successful, prosperous, seven-digit income. This is not reality for, for 90% of the world. They'll never achieve that. I don't care what faith they have. It's not possible. And they attribute this prosperity that people are, have experienced here to God. But did this really come from God? Or has this come from another nefarious source? And so people have been taught that this is Christianity and that Christianity is only positive. It buries its head in the sand concerning anything that would be negative that would be horrific, that would be involve persecution, tribulation, suffering for one's faith. The lunacy, the level of lunacy that we're at, that the situation that we're in right now, that those who claim to be the biggest teachers in Christianity would continue spouting out this rainbow gospel, this cotton candy gospel about everything's going to be great, everything's going to get better. The Bible speaks absolutely the opposite. It tells us it's going to get darker and darker and darker. And this calls for the patience of the saints, the endurance of the saints, 
to live under the onslaught of the dragon and the beast and the false prophet in the very last days. So this, this is running completely contrary to what the Bible teaches. But why don't the people recognize? Because the people are not taught the Bible. They're taught doctrines of demons by seducing spirits operating through these false teachers, these false churches, and this false Christian system. So therefore, they've been brainwashed. They've been programmed to shut down. It's just like, you know, I'll use a natural example. Just mention the name Trump. And I am not associating Trump with the biblical things I'm talking about, okay, for you people out there that are too shallow to be able to divide this, okay? I'm just giving you an example. You just mentioned the name Trump, and these liberal people will go off the chain. They want to kill you. See, they've been programmed. They've been, it's a trigger. And it's the same thing in the Christian church where if you just start to talk about any kind of reality, and here's the bottom line, and I'll stop talking here for a little bit. Here's the bottom line, is that the church and its doctrines from hell have programmed into the people that there is to be no negative scenario. And that as soon as they hear anything that is not with this false gay love, okay, I'll call it what I, I think it is. Everybody's gay. Everybody's gay. It's like this false new age niceness love. You can't talk seriously. You can't talk in passion. You can't, like right now, a lot of them would turn me right off. This is hate speech because I'm speaking in an impassioned tone. I'm speaking about realities that are uncomfortable, that are not pleasing to the ear. So I'm a hater. Well, I'm not a hater. You're a moron. Okay. And I will call you that because a moron is someone who doesn't have the capacity to intellectually process anything and reason anything. Okay. And this is what the church has turned people into. This is what society has turned people into. This is what Satan and his forces have turned people into. This is what they want the people to be. Empty-headed mind slaves who only follow the propaganda spewed out to them through the hellish sources that Satan has set up. The governments, the media, yes, even the education system, yes, to such a disgrace this fake medical system and scientific arena anymore. No longer do I have any respect for people in these arenas hardly anymore. Anyone who can embrace this COVID thing, who claims to be a medical professional or a scientist and can stand up and legitimize this nonsense, this obvious hoax, I have no respect for them in their, in their discipline. They're imposters, they're phonies. And we have the same thing in the churches. We have phony pastors, phony teachers, and yes, phony Christians. They're phonies who are escaping reality. Jesus gives us the power to confront reality. He doesn't give us an escape hatch to flee from reality. And yet, if you look at the teachings that have been popular for the last 40 years in what we call Christianity or the church, all based on escape from reality, escaping the real thing that's going on. Go into this little house, shut the doors, and listen to these wonderful fantasy stories, and then go back out into the real world, and it doesn't match at all. And you don't have the equipment 
Okay, you don't have the weaponry, for our weapons are not what? Carnal, fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You're not pulling down strongholds if your Christian teaching has embraced those strongholds. And this is what's going on. The very fact that, you know, and this affects even warriors, Sheila, like yourself, okay? Because whether you realize it or not, even though your heart is on fire for Christ as a warrior, and you're wanting to win souls and do, you know, the spiritual warfare that's necessary and so on, even though that's your heart, without realizing it, you've also been affected by all of this noise, all of this static that's been in the environment. It, it has had an effect. We still have remnants, even in us, of, oh, I know things have to get better. Oh, I know it'll return to normal because God is only here to bless us. We, so even though we don't preach that anymore because we've been awakened, it's still kind of subconsciously there to some degree. And when we see the reality confronting us right in our face, it's hard to deal with. It's a struggle. It's a conflict because that other part of your soul that doesn't realize that you've absorbed a lot of this froth is surfacing in your mind, is surfacing in your emotions, and it's very hard to, to deal with. Hey, maybe we are really going through tribulation. Maybe we really are in the midst of a persecution. Maybe it's not going to get better in the flesh, and maybe this is going to be a conflict. It's not going to end, and I need to draw on the power of the Holy Spirit, I need to draw on the true words of Jesus, okay, to confront this reality and stop listening to these liars who keep praising the emperor's clothes when he start naked. You know, but we've been so long in the midst of this environment that even for those of us who know the truth, our flesh gets weak and our flesh also wants to see good things happen. We also don't want to suffer. We also don't want to. I'm reminded of John the Baptist when he was in jail, you know, just hours away from having his head chopped off. And he, he started to have second thoughts about Jesus and actually sent messengers. Find out, is this really the Messiah? Because all I see is negativity. All I see is bad things happening. I'm sitting in a jail cell. How could this be the Messiah? I thought he was going to come and fix everything. So this is the time when we have to draw upon the truth. Jesus said, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth, not in a false spirit and fantasy, but the Holy Spirit and truth. And what you're seeing in these people, even pastors that I know you've gotten comments from pastors and it seems like they just want to give their pat answers because they've been trained to do that. You understand? They've been getting away with that for the last 40 years. Just give a nice hashtag. Just give a sunny scenario. Just give a pat on the back. Just give a hug. Just say everything's going to be all right. And this other thing I love, we win in the end. Well, it's true that we win in the end, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to go through what we're going to go through until the end. And they've been trained to hand out these pat answers. It's like the priest or the pastor that stands at the grave of a total degenerate sinner 
and says, Father, receive into your kingdom your servant, Bruno the gangster. You know, and everyone acts like this guy is going to heaven when we all know that this guy was in league with Satan. I mean, he murdered people for a living. And so, but we're going to act because the other alternative is too much for our minds to handle psychologically. That this SOB is going to drop into a burning hell and he's going to be in the lake of fire for all of eternity because he hated God and he hated man and he served the devil. People don't want to think that way. But the question is, what is the truth? And are we doing people a service by continuing to lie to them? But I have to say this. I think many of those who stand in a position of telling the people the truth, they drank the Kool-Aid. They actually believe the lies that they're teaching. I've had meetings with pastors and I draw my references from the word of God. They draw their references like this Copeland did from another Christian leader, somebody's book they read, some pastor they follow. Well, what makes you so sure that guy was right? What makes you so sure that guy was preaching the word of God? If you didn't test you know, what he was preaching against the word of God, why are you just accepting what he said as authority, as law, as scripture? But this is what people do today. People just want hashtags. They just want tweets. They just, well, then deal with the error and the hollowness of hashtags and tweets. Don't expect to be able to walk in true victorious Christ-like power if you're feeding on tweets and hashtags. And, you know, I don't do as much speaking out anymore because, to be honest, Jesus told me not to cast my pearls before pigs. And I, I'm sick of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it every year. Planting their heads in the sand and in their desire for only happiness. They don't listen. They've been confronted with the truth for years, but they will not give it up. But I want to go back to something because I think this is important to develop this because I think the problem is sometimes you and I were kind of skimming the surface across so many different issues that I think people need to just digest some of what Danny said and then just put it on stop. You know, sometimes I have to listen to a show that you and I do. Like if we're just under the anointing and we're talking and God's bringing stuff up, sometimes I don't even remember what we talked about. And then when I go back and listen, I'm like, wow, that is so profound. And it's not a braggy thing. It's just I have to digest you and I shows in chunks, Danny. And I'm not saying it because we're so great. I'm saying there's nobody out there that is having this discussion like you and I. I'd be willing to stake my ministry on the fact that nobody is talking about things like spiritual warfare and Nephilim and COVID camps and the stuff that Danny and I have prophetically been speaking about. As we, by the way, mentioned on a show that we recently did. And Danny, here's the problem. Oh, Sheila, I, I don't see any your podcast and you're not gonna see anymore danny because well first of all i'm taking off every platform anyway from these big tech demons but the point is even if i throw a show out in the ether danny that i feel like there's sometimes now god will give me like if i get a deep revelation danny it's usually in the form of a conversation that you and I have just, and, and by the way, for you listening, that's why I often just say, Danny, after we've talked for half an hour, I'm like, the world could benefit from these phone conversations. I hope God has a recording of all our phone conversations, Danny, because I think they could be the best, not a show, it's the best thing to help the heart of the Christians. Because you know what I think it's coming down to when you say, I'm not going to cast my pearl before swine. And you know what? Either am I. And I don't care if I have 
Well, here's a nice round number. 30 people. Gee, Gideon didn't need 30,000 complete zombified AMC's walking dead idiots. He needed 300. So if that's the mathematical formula, I'm good with this. Because even if I did the best job that I could, Danny, I'm going to really connect with about three people of those 6 million people. Because that's where everything's at. It's a march. And Trump's going to save us all. You know what, folks? Snap out of your damn trance. If you're putting all your faith in the fact that one 70-year-old man is going to save the planet, like, what the hell is wrong with people, Danny, here? And no disrespect. Listen, Danny and I don't have a, a problem with Trump personally. This is the problem. I can't stand Beth Moore, but I hate to quote her here. Trumpism is getting to be we're God-loving, Bible-waving, gun-toting American patriots. But I don't think God's going to do anything until people deal with the idolatry. One man is going to save everybody. Oh, but when you say that, guess what? We're all conditioned like a pack of wolves to jump on somebody. How dare you, you say anything about Trump? It's a cult, Danny. Well, the thing is, you know, when Israel and everyone wants to be a Jew these days and go back to the old covenant and be, you know, Israel. So let's talk about Israel. When God dealt with Israel, he didn't have them rail against the Gentiles. He didn't have them go rail against the pagans. He called them to repentance. They had left their first love. They had not adhered to the law. They had not. They mixed, huh? They mixed with the pagan customs and cultures they mixed uh, in their marriages with the pagans and so on they were practicing a mixture and god was not pleased with that and that does not change in the new testament people I, you know it does not change we are a called out people that's why i preach yes and this will hit your ears if you haven't heard me before hard and you'll think oh my god where's this guy coming from this is why i preach against the church because church is not what jesus said he would build we are the true disciples of christ we are the ecclesia in greek what does that mean in english the called out ones god still calls out a separated people unto himself not a people of mixture who half trust God and half trust the government, who half trust God and half trust the media, who half trust God and half trust the medical community, half God, half science. Half, that's what a hybrid is. Listen to me. The fallen angels mix with the human women and they produce children, half angel, half human. They mix with the animals, half angel, half animal do you understand there is an impurity in this mixture the israelites in the desert when moses went up to receive the uh, ten commandments they were down in the valley and they decided to have a worship service in the image of the egyptian gods and they said we worship our god with this well what was god's reaction he judged them severely and this is the same thing that goes on with this whole patriot thing. I've been railing against this for years. I don't know that anybody has heard me. This is idolatry. Wake up. I love you. Please don't take me wrong. Okay, this is not my feeling for you as a human being, but I'm talking technically. When you're a patriot, 
you're a fool. You're an idiot because you're believing something that's not true. You're fighting for a myth. You're fighting for a legend. You're fighting for a corrupt, fake tradition that doesn't exist. And secondly, we as the ecclesia of Christ, the called out ones, we are citizens of the heavenly kingdom, the scripture says. So even if these were real nations, real sovereign entities, our allegiance is not supposed to be to these earthly regimes because the Bible tells us clearly that they're ruled by fallen angels and demons. We are only supposed to be loyal and have our allegiance to the kingdom of Christ, the first Christians were killed in the Roman Empire, not because they worshiped some Jesus, just like we have today. We got all these different Jesuses. The Romans didn't care about Jesus. That was not the threat. The threat was when they said, we worship Jesus to the exclusion of all others. We will not bow to the emperor. We will not say that the empire is our kingdom. We belong to our king, Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus of Nazareth, and we belong to his kingdom. This is why they were persecuted and ultimately martyred. Not because they went to church on Sunday and sang songs and talked these myths about this invisible God up in the sky named Jesus. So how far have we come, people? How different is this? Honestly, and I don't say this condemning, I'm just, I'm being straight with you. Think about it. How different is this? People, Jesus is not with that. Well, everybody saw my post on Facebook and I was relegated to the depths of the damned. And it wasn't from the Democrats either. It was these Trump venomous wolves that are disguised as, well, you just said it, these patriots. We love God and we love our Bible and we love our country. How do you think Nazis rose to power? I mean, you look at these mega rallies and I'm not saying you can't, you know, go listen to your president. But you know what? There's a mixture. Praise God and pass the ammo and pass my flag. And I mean, it's such a mixture and people actually think this pleases God. Like they need to snap out of their trance here. Nobody wants Beijing Biden. You're missing the point, you shallows. They, you know, they like to regurgitate this in the echo chamber. God wins and we got this and Trump's getting in in two weeks. And what are you going to do when he doesn't? You got these false prophets running around. You know, and, and shame on me. I've had some people on my show in the past and they're dangerous. They're preaching doctrines that you just said it of demons and it's shameful, and they're biblically anemic, so I discovered. And, uh, you know, it's back to the hashtag Christianity. You know, it's back to this whole American gospel. And listen, I really truly believe that America's the last bash, the, the probably not even the last bash, and the first and only beacon of freedom. But you really think that that's what America is now, folks? Make America Great Again is one of the biggest mind-binding spells. Because if I sat 250 down in a room and I said, hey, what does that mean? Yeah, I'd get 250 different versions of what it means. Well, we, we can support our president. You know, you missed the whole point. But going back to the Deutschland Uber Alley, study that out. I mean, keep it in context here. The Germans thought of themselves as patriots, Danny. And what's mind-numbing to me is no one in America has batted an eye for 50, 60, how many years of sin, iniquity, iniquity, that's a word that I want you people to think about, idolatry, the whoredoms, the baby butchering, oh, 
we're marching for the babies. When? When has there been a, a three million man march for, uh, you know, you never march for 60 million dead babies. And I'm just saying, but oh, people are going to get mad right now. But this mega thing, you know what, guys? I'm seriously concerned about some things right now. I don't have any problem with Trump. I have a problem with the idolatry. You know, other than I'm seriously concerned about the vaccine push and crap that he's doing. But listen to this. No idolater will enter the kingdom of God, the Bible says. That's a salvation issue, folks. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Idolaters will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know what? You know, everybody's hooting and hollering and meeting on the streets on the 6th. And hey, you can high-five each other all you want. And I'm glad that there is going to be a few prayer groups. That's awesome. That part's great. If the body even knew how to pray effectively, that would be greater. But the point is, this whole movement, though, is a nasty, frankly, completely ungodly movement. You ever heard of a one-million-man fast? Yeah, right. No, we're going to march to make America a better place. We're going to make it great again. Jesus himself said... His kingdom is not of this world, Danny. Just told you it's a mixture. You know, the mark of a disciple, Danny, isn't meeting in D.C. It's not marching and it's not going to a patriot rally. I don't even have a problem with somebody going to the rally. You missed the point. We're commanded to do what Jesus did. Go make disciples. Do a study on that. And you know what? 90% of you wouldn't know Jesus if you showed up this Sunday at your church. Oops, wait, again, forgot. They're closed down. Congratulations, claimants. You showed the world the church is not even essential. But the true ecclesia will never be shut down, as Danny just said. The called out ones. You're going to your march because you care about your illusion of America being great. Well, I got a newsflash. Wake up. Because this fantasy to think American arcana is going to revive itself from your childhood. Wake up, people. And you know what? All you ravenous wolves can attack me after 21 days of your fast. How about that? I mean, take this to the Lord. You know, quit parroting all these voices out there. Trump's been divinely appointed. Trump's been this. Trump, I mean, it's just this echo chamber. I mean, how nauseating. And, and you know, there's a lot of people that aren't just going to aren't. They're just going to not have the ears to hear. So again, it's like banging your head against a wall because this mixture that you're involved in going off to Washington. Did you pray about going? No, probably not. But anyway, everybody's jumping in their bus and going. Did you take it to the Lord? That Did you ask the Lord, what would you have me do right now at this time? And if the Lord told you to go, then go. But uh, again, you know, it's, it's like preaching to the wall, Danny. So yeah. I want you to really think about this. In the time of the first Christians, if you were to go back in time and you saw the first Christians coming together on the Lord's Day and worshiping this Jesus and showing him full allegiance and all, all, it's all about the kingdom of God and Jesus is coming back very, very soon. We must be ready and all this. And then you see them walk out of that building and go down the street to a political rally and support their senators in the Roman Senate and support Nero against Domitian or Domitian against Nero which emperor is better? What would you think? Put it in that context. What would you think? Because it's easy to look back 2,000 years and say, oh, yes, that evil Roman Empire. And those Christians would never submit to that evil empire. Well, is it so different today? And was every Roman senator 
in the Roman Empire, a bloodthirsty, baby-sacrificing, baby-flesh-eating, murderous pedophile. No, I don't believe so. Most of them were completely insane, but not every emperor of Rome was completely demonic and off the rails. I mean, Rome was actually, believe it or not, see, because we have no context, because, you know, the world started 200 years ago with the United States of apostasy for most people. They've never studied history. Rome was actually the most liberal empire that had ever been on the earth. They gave their people a lot of freedom. They gave their people a lot of rights. Most of the terms and the law that's in practice today in the United States of America is Roman law. The Republic comes from a Greek idea. That comes from Plato. The Romans were Republicans. People, none of this stuff is new. Yet, look at the attitude of the first Christians. They were completely single-minded. They were completely sold out to Christ and his kingdom and that alone. They were not mixed up in the affairs of this world system that the letter of Peter says is already under judgment. So how can you fight as a patriot for a kingdom that God has already passed judgment on? No, the only kingdom that we fight for is the kingdom of Christ. When true believers in Christ really grasp that, then maybe we'll see what people like to call a move of God. Wow, profound. And yet so many people will be triggered by this. I can just see these hashtag Patriot Christians. And again, you know what, you missed the point of it. If you think that we're really talking about a march, I really pray that people have ears to hear really what's at the heart of what we're saying. Folks, it's idolatry. Any way you slice it. And you know what you don't want to hear at the end? Jesus saying, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. That's what we're hoping that doesn't happen. So I'm asking you to take it to the Lord. We're out of time, folks. A shout out to WWCR. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Danny's information is linked below. Go find him at godisnotreligious.net. And join in our Bible study. We have our webinar school. Book of Revelation Bible study starts January 10th. And we're really excited. So you heard that. Danny did uh, text me that he's willing we don't want to just, you know, limit this. We're going to open it up to about another 10 people. So jump on over there to SheilaZelinsky.com. It's also linked in the description. And on the menu, you'll see Online Bible School. I am so, so excited. We've really vetted some of these people. So they'll be between 30 and 40, somewhere in there. I don't have an exact number. And uh, wow. You want to meet some incredible like-minded people that really want to push into the things of God, the true ecclesia? Well, this is exciting, and I can't wait to meet you all on Sunday, January 10th. Again, go to SheilaZlinsky.com for more information. Even a pop-up will come up, or you can just go to the menu and click on Online Bible Study. Thank you for tuning in. Listen, folks, it's not condemnation. We love you. We want to exhort and edify. We love you. I'm asking you to take this whole show to the Lord today. I think some of you know we're speaking the truth here. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, a big thanks to the sponsors over there at WWCR. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.